We were talking about the new Spider-Man. Welcome to the Shonen Chumps podcast. I pressed record already. We were talking about the new Spider-Man and... Spooderman. We were talking about whether he does or doesn't kill. We're going to get into He doesn't kill humans, but he definitely killed the fuck out of those aliens. Who cares? See? See, you don't value their lives. No, I don't value their lives because they were attacking me. That's why exactly. I don't value their lives. They were just living their life, vibing, drinking like, hey, what up, Spider-Man? Want some of this alcohol? Nah, nigga, fuck you. I'm killing you. Then, yeah, I have a problem with that. But they were actively attempting That's to kill us. That's not his default of, like, I'm going to keep killing. All right, okay, okay. Let me, do, let me do a proper intro. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Welcome back to Shonen Chumps. Part it's two. us, the Chumps. Part two. We actually, Part we're two. splitting this episode into two because we have a lot to talk about. And we haven't been able to see each other very often. a lot to say. We got a lot to say. Um, so we've all seen Spider-Man No Way Home, and we want to talk about it. Kieran was getting a text message saying Spider-Man doesn't kill. Um, yeah, I was getting texts from a work friend of mine who doesn't really watch a whole lot of Marvel movies, but she decided to watch Endgame. Oh Lord! Right. And she and she said, and I quote, "Okay, what the fuck is Spider-Man doing here? I don't like this. He doesn't kill bad guys." Wow, he's changed. I, I don't know what influence she was under while watching this, um, but all of a sudden that has sparked this argument. <laughs> so, her friend on probably a, hopefully a normal edible. I fidget! Sorry. <laughs> both of you. Sorry. Um, ADHD things. You're right, I'll move it away from the mic. Um, <clears throat> Virginia was agreeing that Spider-Man doesn't kill, and also... The main controversy, not controversy, but the main plot point in No Way Home is that Spider-Man doesn't want to send the bad guys back to their universe because they die in their universe. And Virginia was saying Spider-Man doesn't kill. Which, in the MCU, I don't know about comics. But, however, <laughs> he has killed because when he got the Iron Spider suit from Tony and it said kill, he said... Activate kill mode. And he said, no, nah, man, I don't want to He didn't want it, though. To- he did act... And that, I know what scene you're talking about was when he first gets it, he's uh, following the truck, um, and, he's trying to, and he's trying to figure out the suit, him and Ned are working together, and they find it, and says, oh, they unlock it, and say, oh, kill mode, like, oh, no, we ain't using that shit. However, he uses the fuck out of it in Endgame against the aliens, yes. Infinity War. Infinity War. He Infinity is War. snapped out of existence in Endgame. You ain't had to say, you ain't had to put all that stink on <laughs> snap, Virginia. He is snapped. Game, my boy did not exist anymore, so yeah. He wasn't there. Nigga was Coco Mix. Like, <laughs> you had to do him like that, but. So make him a cream of wheat, cream of you, god damn. Yeah, cream he was cream of, of cream of Spidey, but. Oh, this is sad, you guys. I know. But yeah, but, um, I guess we're, well, fuck it, we're talking about it. Um, he does kill, but he kills in that. Avatar way where it's like, are they dead? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not like he didn't like take a knife and stab somebody. He's killing generic throat. enemies. Everyone yeah. was killing generic but, Thanos minions. That's fine. I'm just saying, it's a kill is a kill. It is. If an officer pulled me over and said, "Who'd you kill? Six aliens?" It, well, actually, I don't. I, you know, I take it back. I don't know so, where I don't know where I'm going with the scenario. Yeah, so my shot. friend was kind as of right said, yeah, saying, like, generally, yeah. he doesn't kill people. But that was like the one instance in the MCU that. Uh-huh. He did kill people. He killed. He killed. He also wanted minions. Is what I want to say. Yeah. Yes. He also did want to kill Green Goblin. He just barely didn't. But did because he was like, I will beat. I will beat you to death. I will beat the dog shit out of you. Which deserved because my first. Also, Willem Dafoe. Shout out to Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe in in a cast of pretty good actors that were doing really well. Damn good actors. Willem Dafoe was definitely a cut above everybody else. I think 
He. I mean, he had Alfred Molina next to him too. That's that's not. A, I know. To do. That's another really. Or like Giancarlo Esposito and Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. It's like look who you're next to, and you're still shining off them. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. I, he played the hell out of that role. I think oh, yeah. he, he, he did probably it in now. Yeah, exactly. It's a twenty years ain't shit change. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm somewhat of a scientist. Nothing myself. new, nothing changed. <laughs> yeah, I think alive. he played the hell out of that role. Uh, I also forgot the Green Goblin had super strength outside of the suit. So the first, so about ten minutes of that movie, I was just like, "Damn, this nigga really just got hands, I guess." Huh? <laughs> like, and then I recognized that his serum was that strong, and I was like, "Okay, well, well, damn." Because yeah. but the center through like what was it eight floors? He threw that nigga through stories. <laughs> like, he treated him like an actual spider. He's like, squash. Like, you're going down. Um, uh, did anyone foresee Aunt May dying? Yes. And I was sad still. I I didn't. I didn't. She I said the line, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, here we go. Yep. Which, well, which line? Well, well, the, always, the variation of it. But the yeah. variation of what Uncle Ben always says. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, that was like, that was like, ooh. Yeah, that's your death wish. The She's family members that say that to him don't live very long. Yeah. Mm. They gotta stop saying that shit. That's, that's kind of the beginning of Spider-Man origin story. Right. In the other two movies. And this last movie is really just the beginning. Yeah. Because they never go into the whole, oh yeah, bit by a radioactive spider and blah, 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 learn his abilities. They don't need that. But now we got the pivotal point of like he's has suffered a loss. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because in the first two movies, he just which were good. But uh, I think you know what's funny? He had suffered a loss indirectly in Tony, and yeah. that was a focal point of the of second course. movie. Yeah. But it wasn't like a even though he viewed him as basically a family member, it wasn't the straight up my you know Uncle Ben or Aunt May. Wait, does Aunt May ever really get killed off, or was this like a twist? Because Ben wasn't in the movie, right? Nope. There is no Ben in this, right? Nope. Right, so I think it was almost like the, because there's no Ben, this is... We have to go Aunt May. Right. I also Which think sucks. that, and Marissa Tomei, a.k.a. Aunt Bay, I think she's really good in this May. shit, too. I was very sad to see her death scene. Like, I, I didn't really think she was going to die until, like, maybe five minutes prior. But going into the movie, I didn't think she was going to die. Oh, no. No, I well, not, know. like, from the beginning. beginning. No. Okay, like, that's what I meant. Like, from no, the job, like, like, why would we do basically that? Basically, as soon yeah. as she started to, like, creep away and... Green Goblin's having a little monologue, I guess, and you know, Tom, not Tom, <laughs> Peter is trying to like talk him down and everything, and all the stuff's just hitting the fan. I was like, uh oh, she gonna be a casualty? Then she said the line, she said the line, yeah, and she's like, oh no, and she's like standing there like a final stance mode. She got like a rebar or something in her so- holding something. Yeah. Don't say final stance mode. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Yeah, she said she was on her last health bar. Uh, <laughs> Call of Duty the final stand thing within the crowd. But she was already kind of like knocking around a little bit. You know, and she's like standing there and they like panned over her just standing there with the rock, rebar, whatever, weapon, makeshift weapon. Whatever. Whatever she pulled from the ceiling. Whatever she had, yeah. Yeah. She was ready to go in. And I was just like, "Uh uh-oh. 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 Oh, no. And it's not to take away from it at all. It actually hit me harder the second time I watched the movie. I bet. I was just like... It's so sad because she is truly... A completely pure human being. She is so genuinely good. Uh, The role is well written. She's really fun. Mm -hmm. She's very funny and entertaining. She has a great soul. Like both both the the character and the actor themselves were just perfectly in sync in this. That I would I love both of them at this point. Both the fictional Marissa Tomei and Marissa Tomei and like seeing her. Oh God, that was hard. 
That was a, that was a yeah, hard scene. That it sucked. Because because you kind of you you start to figure out that she's probably gonna die and it's just like. It, it kind of give you that false don't. hope a little bit. She stands up like, oh, I'm okay. Are you okay? No, she said the lines like, oh, she's gone. But no, I was like, no, they give you that false hope. She stands back. They up. do give a false thing because at first it, it did fool me. At first I was like, well maybe, and then, and then she I, went, it was like, nah, 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 not okay. I first of all, this is as I'm pretty sure I said. Uh, however long ago we last recorded, I definitely think this is the best of what Marvel's going to give you. Um, I, I don't, I can't imagine a movie coming from the MCU that is going to deliver on as many different angles as that one did because like, the plot was really good, the character growth for Peter and his decisions was really good. You know, we lost Aunt May, we see uh, Ned and MJ you know, they have a lot of fun. They don't necessarily feel like... They don't feel so much like side characters in this. Like, they, they are, but they, they get a lot of screen time. They get a lot of fun shit to do. They do they're, stuff. They're, they're, yeah, they yeah, do stuff. They're the golden trio. So yeah, exactly. Like, and it's a it's a very cute, yeah. good trio. Like, it's a very wholesome group. And yeah. the way that it ends with him having to give up everything that and their memories... so bad. That, that hurt, too. Oh, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, and of course, then they were like, all right, now we're going to show you that they're strangers. And I was like, please stop. This is going to cause me so much pain. Like, please just remember but, something. Yeah. The second time I watched it, uh, MJ's still wearing the necklace he gave her. Really? And does Yeah, he... that little broken Dahlia necklace, she's still wearing yeah, it. Yeah, she is still wearing it. Oh, and so, she doesn't know where she got it from him? I guess not. I think she not. doesn't. She just doesn't remember where she got it. But that's like, even sadder. I'm just I hope saying, she does, because that's even sadder. I know. I was like, mm, they got it. Because she was just wearing it. Something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she would just have it. She's probably like, oh, it's a cool necklace. Someone else had a point. They were like, they were. <laughs> it was just a meme. It was like, what if you just told Doctor Strange, I wish everyone forgot what Mysterio said. Okay. And then credits. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, actually, <laughs> that actually solved all the problems. Like, yeah. They wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> um, unrelatedly, the woman that he saves on the bridge, um, that's like the, uh, the dean, or the dean of uh, MIT, yeah. Yeah. she plays, she acts her ass off in a different show, Barry, which yeah. has, uh, which is, oh my fucking God. It's a really good show. I watch both seasons. I'm ready for season three. What is his name? What's the lead dude from Barry? Uh, Steve. He was on SNL. Oh, I, I know his name. I, I know his face. My that. God, whatever. This is really bad. Barry's this is really a, bad. Barry's a really good HBO show, and her character arc in it is <laughs> really, really good. Everyone pulls out their phones. Wait, 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 why are we short? No, I know, but I'm gonna kick myself because I know his fucking. I've name. said his name a trillion times. I know. But um, uh, she's really good in that. So seeing her in there, I was like, ooh, ooh. I was like, this is like a fun cameo for Bill me. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. There God damn. Thank you. Yeah, her character's arc in Bill Hader's show is really yeah, good. It's too. incredible. Her acting in it is really fucking good. So even her having a bit part in this was just like a random, I'm happy with this. Speaking of cameos, we had Daredevil. Oh, that was great. Uh, Boy. How'd you know I'm a really good lord? Nigga, that ain't what I asked. I know it. <laughs> the first time, the audience went crazy. The first, yes. time, yes. the first time we went. I was just like... I can't fucking This is it. what I'm waiting for. Right here. Yes. Right here. I already know, you know, Doc Ock now. Yeah, they're yeah, they're here. That was a total surprise. Yes. Yes. I was just like, what? Wait, what? Murdoch. Murdoch. And this this is this is this is a huge surprise because one, he's a dope character. Even though I've finished Daredevil. Like, I still know he's a really Don't look at me like that. There's a lot of shows. That's oh my fair. god. Oh, yeah, no, Season three is so great. How did you stop? Virginia oh, looked at me like too. I just like threw oh, a baby out of her. I stopped too. I'm in solidarity here. Thank you. I stopped after season one. Thank you. How? Oh my please do yourself a favor. Especially going into later 
this oh phase of the MCU, you need to finish that season. I think I'm gonna have to, and I never because like I, I never think he showed up in Spider Man. I was like, this is great. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's what that's what we were just and like. Holy there's shit! There's a different character from Daredevil that shows up in Hawkeye. So again, you need. Oh wait, did you watch Hawkeye? Not finished no, two episodes. <laughs> it's just the last two episodes. Bill explaining like, oh, no, ever did. Ever, so you've seen these movies and so you don't need to watch the first four. Yeah. Just watch. You the seems last like two. what? Oh, you don't need it. Should did. I just? Yep, just last two. Yeah, I'm but not. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just. Saying, I just want to be in the. Do know. yourself a favor and finish it because it's gonna be it's gonna be start coming together in the MCU. But this is this is important. This has a lot of significance because it means that like. You know, Luke Cage, mm-hmm. Iron Jessica Fist, Jones. Jessica Jones, who I, I love. I haven't Jones. seen any of those. I I really enjoy. I think season one of Jessica Jones is incredible. Season two was pretty good, and I didn't see the third one. That's all right. Yeah, I, that was kind of the vibe I was getting. I saw some of the CGI it didn't really look that great uh, for the third. It looked kind of goofy. Like people were kind of clowning on it, but like <laughs> the plot of season one of Jessica Jones is really fucking objectively good. I've heard that. I know. Also, because Kristen Ritter was in Breaking Bad, I just saw that character's arc mm-hmm. in there. Oh my god, she's so talented. Yeah, she is. She's so. Oh wait, her role in Breaking Bad. Oh, you said you've seen her. Arc. I saw her arc. Yeah. Okay. I that's, saw. That's what I was waiting. Hold on, wait. No, 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 I'm past that part. Okay. Good. 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 But God damn, what that led to was incredible. Yes, it oh, was. Can't get into it. Anyway, Kristen Ritter is really good in Breaking Bad too. Eisenberg made a hell of a decision. So we'll talk about that off mic. That's fine. I haven't even unpacked that yet, but. Uh, yeah, so all those characters from the Netflix shows, if they're now making MCU appearances, does this mean that the MCU is going to start taking those Netflix shows and putting them on Disney Plus and continuing them now? Because none of them are complete, right? Mm, well, then the you actress... Can... Oh, sorry. Well, you... I mean, they're complete in the sense of they're done. But in the well, same... Not Luke, <laughs> not Luke Cage? <laughs> But not Luke, not Luke Cage. No, yeah, the only one that had a real cliffhanger was Luke Cage. And it was a huge, big, fucking, stinking yeah. cliffhanger. Yes. Yeah. And so he doesn't have time for the role But what's though. funny, in all their series, he's in, like, a show what, called What, Evil? Yeah. Like two or yeah. three different ones. Nah, nigga, go back, because that cliffhanger... <laughs> season two of Luke Cage was a thousand times better than Or someone just come yeah. out and say, this is what happened. <laughs> in, uh... Well, I'll give you one of the lines. If you become a, 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 bo- a boss of crime, you become a crime boss. It's like, oh, shit. This kid's speaking... F- he's speaking facts to you, dude. You can't be a superhero and become a, a boss of crime. It does make you a crime boss. Mm-hmm. You was fighting villains, and you said you go run them. That makes you the head villain. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what his, the fuck? The where his character arc... Oh, Luke Cage spoiler, sorry. Where his character arc ends in season two is extremely ambiguous because he spent two seasons fighting, you know, fighting crime in a city, but like it becomes, he's like, the best way for me to stop these crime organizations is to just be the leader of one, which is an extremely complicated decision. And the viewer doesn't know if he's like, so are you evil now? Are you good? Are you going to become, are you using... I mean, I know the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but boy, what are these intentions? Because, like, are you going to submit yourself as an evil figure to prevent other evil figures from doing evil? But are you going to be doing evil? Like, it's this really morally ambiguous ending, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what he does. Because whether he fully dives into just being a crime lord or has, like, got some complicated way of, like, a Dexter type thing where you're a serial killer that kills serial killer. Like, if it's going to be that kind of vibe... No matter which way you go with the show, I want to know more. And it's been like, what, five, six years now? Mm-hmm. Like, Easily. Give me more. But if Daredevil can pop up give in an MCU me, give movie... Give me more. Sorry. Give me more. <laughs> give me, give me more. If, if Daredevil can pop up in an MCU movie, then 
like you can Jessica showing up. Like, I mean, they reference um the MCU and Jessica Jones and Daredevil a little bit. They do. They they yeah, they, they do. throw around the phrase yeah. Avengers. You yeah. Know? yeah. I so mean, they're in the same universe. So. so there's big chance of crossover. Mm-hmm. So I'm here for it. Whether you got to put them in a movie or a show, all of those Netflix shows. I didn't watch Iron Fist, but all those Netflix shows. Recast, please. Oh yeah. 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 For for Rand, yeah, please recast. Yeah. That actor needs to go. Sorry. He's sorry. I mean, the the Not character sorry. is his acting white. wasn't good and his martial arts weren't good. Like there's it just wasn't good. The character is a white dude that gets this situation right. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like they they didn't whitewash the character. He is white, but they just didn't pick a good white dude. Is what you're saying? Pick a white dude, white dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, oh, no. Karen laughs in good white dude. <laughs> He's like, oh. I would have killed that shit. And uh, I forget her name, unfortunately, but the uh, one main female lead in Iron Fist is in the new Matrix movie. Is she? Yes. I liked her. Yeah. I only really saw Iron Fist shit when I watched Defenders, which was very meh. I liked it enough. I oh, duh, yes, she is, she is, she is. I wasn't compelled to feel ways about Elektra. But maybe that's because I didn't finish yeah, Daredevil. She was pretty, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, know. That's one. She wasn't that threatening to me. No. I feel Even like. Even in season two, Daredevil, I was like, eh, okay. Oh, really what was David. Uh, what was it, Kilgrave? Yeah. Yeah, that was a way more threatening character to me. Oh, my gosh. Than, than Electra. He well, his actually, ability was way more threatening. He would have killed everybody. Easily. Without even thinking about it. Daredevil specifically would not be able to get away because he has, like, crazy super hearing. If you haven't watched Jessica Jones, we are really jumping around a lot of MCU shit, so if you, the listener, have watched an uncomfortable amount of MCU shit, then <laughs> I'm happy for you this conversation's for you. If you're not, this is chaotic as hell, and we'll move past it then you're, shortly. You're, then, then you're me, sitting here just not participating. You are just, I have no, you're just lost. I, have no, I just haven't watched. Uh, it's I, fine, though. It's a lot really of content. I really just started to jump. I, Marvel puts out too much shit for me to care about. Let alone so catching really up awful. to old shit plus new shit, like... Yeah. I get it. It's a ton of content. And I just can't. I just kind of checked out. I don't think anyone... I would never be like, you should watch all 32,000 hours of this oh content. Like, I get so it. so bad. But because it's all connected... It's not because so bad. I should have said I spent so much. No, nah, fuck it. Say it. Say how you say so it. So much. It is way too much. But, um... Uh... Kilgrave, his ability is that... It's just like Shinzo from... It's actually worse than Shinzo from uh, My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Where, like, if a person hears what he says, they're just automatically compelled to do it. But he can't, like, turn it on or off. And it's not even like Shinzo, where at least has to be in the form of a question. It is just whatever. So the very first time you see uh, this character on screen, he's at a newspaper stand, and the cashier is just like, that newspaper's not free, you gotta pay for it. And he's like, throw that hot coffee in your face. And he just, like, does it. Like, he literally, like, he, he makes people commit suicide all the time. It's really yeah. fucked up. Like, there's even a point, I won't say which character is involved, he tells a character to put a bullet in their head, and the gun jams, but they're so compelled to put a bullet in their head, that the bullet that they take out of the gun, because the gun isn't working, they're trying to physically force in their head. It is that intense Mm -hmm. when he says something to somebody. Dude, that's so fucked. So it's a great villain. And who is it? David? Tenet? Tenet? Is the one that, is that right? It's a really, it's another, it's one of the Doctor Who people. I'm David pretty sure Tenet. David Tennant. Yeah, David Tennant was a Doctor Who people. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, it was David Tennant. Yeah, he was the one, and he's the one that plays him. And he plays Kilgrave? Yes, yeah. and he bodies that role. Yes, he, he does. bodies every role he <laughs> Yes, he does. So, yeah, he was phenomenal. But yeah, the, the the fact that, like, the shit he'll say, like, he'll, he'll, he walks into a condo, he's just like, I live here now, they're like, come in. Like, it's rough. So it's a very tough deal. Dude, that is fucking insane. And he can control anybody. He can he can yell to a crowd of people, and they're all just gonna do his bidding. 
he doesn't have any control over it. So that's where his character gets more convoluted because he doesn't have a choice to not control these people. And he wasn't born with it. It was like a bunch of experiments that led to it. But yeah, that character, great. Way better than fucking Electra and Defenders. Long time. Wow. Fair. Um, anything else you want to say about Spooderman? We've gone Spooderman. far off now. Shout out to uh, Ava, my friend, who brought this, <laughs> brought this <laughs> argument up. And I think our final, final verdict was Spider-Man did at one time kill some people. But he tries not to. But, yes. he, but he tries not to. He, for the most part, doesn't. Yeah. But just... Okay. But thanks. That's fine. <laughs> and uh, go see Spider-Man. It's really good. We... Yeah. we Virginia and I, we were about to, we were about to Murder lock horns. It's <laughs> part the biggest screen. Both of us at the same time were in our well, actually. <laughs> their glasses, glasses pushed up. Their glasses fell off their heads. They pushed them. Well, straight actually, back. we were both. We were there. So <laughs> they will actually the fuck out of that argument. That's what I had in press record. Um, okay, so for the third time, we're gonna just. Barrel right into this. We're going to finally talk about our favorite fights in anime. Fair we enough. keep saying we're going to talk about it. We're doing it right now. So we're not distracted. Yep. Who wants to go first? No wrong answers. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yep. Well, let's have Virginia go. Virginia, let's have you go. I'm, I'm curious to know what your favorite fight is. My favorite fight and is arguable, but whatever. Uh, Azula and Zuko in Avatar Last Airbender. <laughs> Far. Great choice. What? Chef's what? kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss of the, fights. The music, the, the music, animation, the animation oh, everything, oh, everything that sexy. Everything that led to that moment was so Ooh. more prolific than Aang and Ozai, only because that was destined. We knew that Aang had to right. fight. You know the big bad at the end, blah blah blah. But oh, the fact so that deeper. it was a this mm-hmm. one was deeper, more emotional, raw, and just it was just. Ooh, her breakdown into insanity. Mm, yes. Oh, it's it so was just, good. I did not know they were going to go that direction getting into this show. Or Me neither, actually. Or even introducing her character in season two. I was like, oh, okay, she's, you know, she's power hungry, but Legitimately turned on by hugging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It's by far one of my favorite. And second to that, honestly, it's more recent. It actually is anime. Will be Endeavor's fight with the Nubo? No, with the Nomo? Nip- no, no. Oh, that's a good, one. Was a good fight. one. I've rewatched that plenty of times. Oh, at least See, a half so a dozen times. I just like do freaking. I cried at the end of that actually. I was like, you went, yeah, uh, you went from not liking yeah. that character. Well, maybe you did. Act, I, I did not like, like that character at all. To actively rooting for and crying. And actively rooting for this guy who obviously is abusive and everything else. Because like a lot of issues. But my thing was like, what the hell is going to do to Shota if he loses his dad? Like on live TV. I was just like, right. Also that, like that because our bad dad, because because that means he doesn't even because like before that fight, Endeavor was trying to reconcile. The show was like, get the fuck away. Right. But like, had he died right there, you're right. They never even would have been able to like kind of work their shit out, which they've only kind of done now. Barely. Kind of. Barely. Kind of. They They worked out. They had a dinner. They are at the beginning of working their shit. They're at the first turd of working all their shit out. Yeah. There's a lot more shit they gotta work out. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) <laughs> Ew. I'm sorry. I missed it because I was reading. Well, that's on you. But I was trying to get my names right for mine when I go next. Okay. But whatever. Okay. Well, those are the two I got. Uh, wow. So before I go into oh. mine, um, on the Azula Zuko tip, I thought it was really fucking cool that like Zuko is distant as he is from Azula for so many reasons. 
like emotionally, one look at her, he was like, oh, I think I got this today. Like, he knew she was off. Like, neither of them had fully been in her circle to understand that she had gone completely insane. But mm. Zuko, off one look, was just like, ooh. Mm. Like, girl, your hair is fucked up. <laughs> no, you did not walk out the house looking like this. Oh, I'm about to beat her ass. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, that fight is incredible. So that's a great pick. I, I didn't pick it, but it's not because it's not incredible. I just coincidentally just didn't pick it. Um, but God, that's a good ass choice. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite two would be from one is from Hunter Hunter, and there's so many good options from Hunter Hunter. But oh my gosh, um, yeah, there's tons. There's so many minus maybe three diamond, but that's yeah. <laughs> but um the fight between Karapika and Uvogin and Virginia. I'm gonna get into very light spoilers. I'm sorry, it but is. it's not like it is what it is. Um, the reason I like this fight so much is one again and I can get this phrase tattooed on me the fav- the Phantom Troop are my favorite villains Uvogin was far and above way physically more powerful than everyone else in this group Karapika's entire character arc revolves around getting revenge on the Phantom Troop because they massacred his clan so like what if Sasuke wasn't annoying about it and that's basically Karapika basically <laughs> um <laughs> And I think Karapika came before Sasuke, actually, if you want to talk about it. But Karapika, um, his only goal in the entire series, his only motivation in the entire show is to kill the people that murder his entire family. The Phantom Troop did that. And it's revealed that it wasn't like they didn't even have like a crazy beef for why they should do it. They were just like, yeah, this is the job today. Clocking in. Someone didn't even remember. Someone were like, what are we talking about? <laughs> right. Because they've killed that many people. They're like, yeah. oh, we probably did. That sounds like me. And then they like, went into more detail. And they're like, what happened to the body? Oh, yeah. oh, that, oh, that's my style. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that's wild, dog. Why are you talking oh, about yeah, that? I, I kind of remember that now. Like, <laughs> was what casual. was that? Was that June? Yeah. I was... I was took a lot of naps that month but like that was the energy yeah. for like killing this person's entire family now leading up to the fight for like 10 episodes you're only shown how incredibly broken Uvogin is like he takes on like a, a, over a hundred people by himself the rest of the Phantom Troop is there they're not hey, even chilling, just watching. they're not even mildly concerned. concerned that they might accidentally harm Uvogin like mm-hmm. they literally and that's this is what I like about their dynamic so much is that like they care enough about each other to have, like, huge emotional responses if somebody dies. But also, if it comes to, like, combat and they're, like, fighting an enemy and someone's like, what if that person dies? They're like, oh, it just means I get to fight him. Like, it's just such an interesting dynamic that they have with each other. But point is, it's built up how you, the viewer, have only seen Uvogin be, like, the strongest shit ever. This nigga is, like, a tank on a tank on a tank on a tank. And then you know Karapika wants to fight him. And he gets to, in, in your head, you're like, oh, Karapika's about to get destroyed, because what the fuck is he going to do? Like, we saw this dude, like, you know, change the fucking landscape he was on, punching so fucking hard. We saw this dude kill people while paralyzed from the neck down. He killed three people while paralyzed from the neck down. He's that broken. And Karapika, you find out that his entire nin ability is only used and strengthen if he's fighting those 12 people specifically. So he gets his chance with Uvogin, and just this incredible fight scene happens. Like, the plot is really good because you know that, like, this is just the beginning of what he wants. You see Karabika explaining why his abilities work the way they do. You see Uvogin, who's, like, this unbelievably broken person, just get dog-walked by Karabika, who you don't even know is a tenth of as powerful as they are in this battle. 
and you've seen Karapika before, and he's done nothing to lead you to this. There's no evidence whatsoever that he can do any of the shit that he does in this fight, and it's just such an incredible payoff to see him not only go crazy, also get to be the main character of this arc, but see him go crazy and take out somebody that you've been afraid of for 10 episodes. Love that shit. So, that's my number one. My number two, and it's way less detailed than that, was uh, in Mob Psycho. It was between... It actually did not involve Mob. It was uh, Shimazaki, the blind psychic. That was so cool. That could, like, teleport everywhere. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And you see... And we were all caught up on that. Um, But you see... The people from the Claw from season one have are all working together with Teru, all trying to fight this one guy who is not the main big bad. He's yeah. like maybe like top like, three. And he was like a mini boss. Yeah, he's like a mini boss. But the animation of this fight scene is incredible because he just he's able to just teleport so seamlessly that as a viewer you're just like, where is he? Like, what do you do? It's so confusing trying to deal with him. The character himself is like a super badass. Like he's blind, but he's he's got psychic abilities that let him just control space basically and there's even scenes where like he's like ramming people's heads in the walls and they teleport out then he's ramming people's heads in the car doors they teleport out and then he's like dropping people off like you know 20 stories in the air like he just does so much cool shit and his ability lets him just know anytime like he's in danger he just teleports away from it so like the fight scene with all those people around that was just really fucking cool it was just from an animation standpoint it was just dope as fuck and yeah and that's not even getting into how good mob is as far as, like, the plots they give you, the way the characters are developed and everything else, like, just as a raw fight scene, that's one of my favorites. I so, can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. It's fun. Gotcha. Me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Unless you're ready. I mean, I'm, I'm ready either way, but are Fights you ready? Fight to the death. That's okay. Mine's probably going to be too much. Sure. I, I don't know. I'm not this good going into that. <laughs> that's <laughs> why I had to research my names before I said something and embarrass myself. They are, but, um... And uh, well, the, for for other reasons, I can't go as in depth as I want to for on some of these. Um, but is one it of from my, JJK? What? And we haven't seen it yet. Shocker! One of my favorite fight <laughs> is Rujinjutsu Kaisen. Who would have fucking guessed? Right, right. No, one of my favorites um, is the very the very last one of the anime. Um, oh, between, absolutely. Yeah, with uh, Nobara and Yuji against the uh, the wombs. Um, and it was, I mean, it's, I don't, the death curse, the, the death cursed wombs, yeah, <laughs> um, against them. That was, that was an awesome fight for so, so, so many reasons. It just, partially for showcasing what Nobara could really do. And her personality. Which was so cool, and her personality, so her character growth in that fight alone was so cool. Um, from a technical standpoint, just like the abilities that these characters had and just, like, how they fucking dealt with it mm-hmm. <laughs> was so cool. Um, I really liked... It's really bad that I... I um, it's okay. can't remember his name right now. His rot ability yeah. uh, that leaves, like, the rose tattoos mm-hmm. and it just, like... Oh, man, it is so fucking cool! And just, like, how they get around these abilities um, and also just... And also the animation, of course, uh, is top fucking notch. But... Oh, yes. Um... And you see her backflash in, backflash in there. Like, yes. And they don't even make it, they don't accent it enough. You just have to kind of catch it. But like you see her do a black flash without any of the shit that Yuji went through with Toto. She just did it anyway. Yeah, because like, she's fucking awesome. Um, and and them teaming up to work together, her and Yuji teaming up to work together was so cool to see. And that dynamic was so awesome throughout that entire fight. Um, but there is, 
from reading the manga, and this is where I can't get into detail, but that fight becomes so much more uh, mm-hmm. after uh, reading the manga, and so it has just solidified that as like a really like it um, had like higher stakes or like um, without. I know you're trying not to spoil, but it did it really had better? high. Um, it had higher stakes. Let's say, yeah, sure. Okay. Let's say that. Um, I, I don't really have a good way to put it without it being spoilerly. Okay. Uh, spoilery. But um, yeah, but it but it gave a lot more depth to that fight. Uh, to the point where it, I had to rewatch that fight after reading this part in the manga, uh, because of where it got. So anyway, that fight is really cool. Um, I also really enjoy the fight with uh with Hanami. At, in the middle of that season. But yes! More from, like, more from like, strictly just, like, a technical and action standpoint. The, uh, the way that the action was animated in that fight was so exciting. It was so much fun. I also really just like Hanami as a villain. Me cause, too! Because they're super, like... <laughs> she kind of has a point. Yeah, yeah, like she, like, she has a, like, she has a very solid point. I'm like, you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you here, Hanami. And she's super chill. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, she's trying to fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, but uh, yeah. So I I really like Hanami, and so that fight's really fun from an animation and just like technical standpoint, and just like all these superpowers just like going against each other. It's so much fun. And you know what? I just kind of thought about something. They do such a good job of like making female characters not just be like walking titties. Um, the Hanami, Han- Hanami, which even though before you hear the character speak, you just kind of assume is male based on like their physical Parents, design. Yeah. But like. Once you realize that you know she's a woman, like you can you can transfer that she's a woman. She's still feminine, mm-hmm. but she's also her body is like stereotypically male, right? But like the personality of the character itself is still very much feminine. So it's one of those things where like they do a good job of making women interesting without making them just dudes and just adding lipstick. But also, even that character is still feminine. Like, yeah, they, they, they do band. like they do like mm-hmm. do some fluid stuff with the genders and stuff, which mm-hmm. like taking like even like physically stereotypical genders and uh like uh physically gender typical, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um and, and kind of like flipping that on its head, which is pretty cool. Um and there is also a fight in the JJK manga, and if you've read the manga, you know probably which fight I'm talking about that I cannot wait to see animated and I know that may that will probably top the animated, um, the one that was at the end of season one. Damn. But we will we'll see when that time comes. So, but right now, as far as animated fights go, uh, my favorite is definitely the one at the end of season one. I mean, I'm already happy. <laughs> so, good choices. Uh, Charles, what would you uh, what would you say are your we'll say top two favorite fights? I mean, Jinsei, one of them, the Zuka Azula uh, fight. Oh, my bad. My bad. The Zuko and Azula fight was just one animated really well. The music really well done. It's like everything came to a head, kind of like what Jen was saying. It's just one of my favorite. Uh, So I won't delve too much into it since we already talked about it. The other one I had to look up to make sure I have the name right Uh, Genkai versus Taguro. That was a really good fight, especially after she had just passed on her spirited energy to Yusuke. And she still went out there and did her things like, hey, look, I might die, but you know what I'm saying? You'll catch these hands. So, oof. 
Look at my sensei go out there doing her motherfucking thing. Shit, yeah. That is a, oh, that is a fantastic choice, That's why I make sure I have the right names. Like, oh, that. man, wait a minute. I, I forgot about yeah, that. I, oh, my too. God. It's been but, so oof. long. It's really emotional, too. And it's one of those uh, deaths that builds the main character. It's like, okay, I, I can accept this. This was a long time coming. I mean, a backstory between these two characters, why they fight each other, why they were once together, and now they're not. It's like, oh, shit, okay. This fight has a lot of weight, not just because Yusuke is the main character, that's her student, that's her pupil, she mm-hmm. passed on her shit to her. They got a history together. A really complicated history. Very. I was like, oh, shit. So, yeah, that, 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 that's the fight that comes to mind. That's a it great fight. That and it's, it's, it's so fucking sad, too. It is. Because, like, even after giving away so much of her, her abilities to Yusuke, she's still, dangerous. she's still a fucking huge badass. Yes. She's still so much stronger than the average person. Yes. Um, God. And she's fighting Tagoro, who's had no handicaps. None. Nothing. And who was just out there. Body and everything that comes his way. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the end of the Dark Tournament period, that last round of fights. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Because I love that, like, there's even that joke that you see memed on a lot where, like, you see the core four cast and, and Genkai. Actually, I think it's just the four of them, right? You see them in their room by themselves, the announcer's like, how's everybody doing? And everyone's just like, mm. like, everybody is just <laughs> seething, terrifyingly pissed off walking into this fight. Like, it doesn't necessarily feel like, okay, the good guys are going to have an uphill battle with the bad guys. It's just like, no, the good guys are out for fucking blood. They want to avenge Genkai they are furious with what's going on. They are tired. They've been through hell. They've had so much bullshit thrown their way. They've been cheated out of this fight, out of several fights. Any bad, Anything that could have gone wrong for the past 30 episodes has and has happened to them. And they are fed the fuck up. It's so good. Agreed. God, that is a good-ass arc. I love the Dark Tournament arc. I'm so happy I got to uh, rewatch it in full the past couple years, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I, I really need to do that. Oh, man. I sat down and watched it all from start to finish, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is good. Yeah. Whew. All right. Um, yeah. So, and what's funny is, like, if I had an HM for honor for other favorite fights, it's probably one that all three of y'all named, so. I know. I feel the same way, because I was also thinking about my favorite fights, uh, one of my favorite fights from Mob, which I, I the final fight in that. Oh, God, it's good. Yeah. Oh, man, that was so, that was, that was freaking amazing. You know what? Actually, HM... The first time, it's episode eight of season one when Mob fights the uh, spiral guy, the guy that has the helixes on his face, fist. Well, like his brother oh, has, oh, his yeah, brother has some powers, yeah. and he's getting the shit beat out of him. And Mob yeah. has to like really show you who he is in this fight. Yeah, and like because you see the character, because Mob is so desperate, like I don't want to hurt you. Yeah, but then it's just like, can you hurt me? And they kind, you're kind of not sure. And then Mob really spazzes out and it's like, yes, I fucking can. Because, yeah. like, he's pleading with him. He's like, take me instead of my brother. Don't do this. Like, he's he's trying so fucking hard. And he's, like, getting violently beat up. Oh, yeah. Like, very violently beat up by this dude. He's like, all right, I'm about to fucking show you. I tried. Like, Mob is like, I tried everything I could think of. Now I'm at 100%. And you are, you are about to get fucking dumpstered. Yeah. And the animation of that shit? Ridiculous. The, the, and, like, the... Not a not an action fight necessarily, but like the mental fight that when Mob is in the mind of uh, oh my god that was well that's still one of my favorite parts in like the entire series I would say but like uh, that was intense that was emotional that is intense. where that is when because 
at the top of season two, when you see the ghosts that they want to exercise and you recognize that the ghosts are like, we're not doing anything evil, we just anything. live we here. Just leave us here. And then you yeah. start to see all the moral ambiguity of this role that, like, you know, human kills ghosts because ghosts bad. And it's just yeah. like, no. And then, like, you start to get there. I was like, okay. But once he got trapped in the mind of that girl that was bullied, and he was getting bullied for, like, that two episodes, they went through the, the well, she arc. she was of, a bully. Well, she was a bully. Yeah. But, like, he had to suffer that school bullying and go through all that shit. Those two episodes... That was when the show got cemented into my top three. I was like, and just this like, is really good. Also, like, good. The, the, the psychic who was possessing her, that character yes. was awesome. Yes. An incredible character. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah, so that was exactly when that show got cemented. I was like, yo, this might actually be in my top three, period, because yeah. it, is, it's, it sure. gives you everything. Music, comedy, extremely well-written characters. I cried. I cried in that anime. Multiple times. Once. Yeah. You know, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, it'll make, it's endearing, oh, it's heartwarming. Everything. I'm talking shit. <laughs> I'm talking shit. It, it terrifies you, it excites you. Mob, you know what? A show centered around an emotionally stunted character makes you, the viewer, feel every emotion you can think of. Right. Except horny, I guess, finally. But yeah. Which is fine. That's great. That's no, the that's fine. You need a break from that every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, that's the most important, that's the least important emotion I need to get out of a show is, like, horny. Yeah, it's... Gavin Spades. Anyway. All right. Now we have, and this is actually going to circle us back to JJK, uh, queer coded characters. Uh, We want to talk about that a little bit. Like characters that are not overtly gay, but like, or I shouldn't say gay, but overtly queer, but like you kind of know. So I'm talking to my friend about this a lot because I just had him watch through JJK, or not have him, but I just kept recommending on the pod and. Hey, Corey. Uh, <laughs> I had him uh, watch through it. We just kept talking about it on the pod. He was like, fine, I'll watch it. And he binged it. And he really liked it. Fine, I'll um, watch it. And he was like, oh, this is great. This is really fun. And he was like sending me, it was cool because he was sending me like snippets and moments. He was like, oh, this is so funny. I'm like, yeah, you know. Um, but Corey was actually just texting me. She's rewatching it. Yes! She's no. rewatching it. And she, she was talking about it. She's like, I forgot how funny Toto was. <laughs> He's so it. funny. Oh, my God. He's hilarious. Um, but on the subject of queer coded characters, he pointed out two. Ooh. And to different results. One being uh, Kukisaki Nobura, um, you know, he was saying that he thinks she's like a queer-coded character. And I was like, what makes you say that? And at first, I was almost just like, I didn't want it to be, I knew it wouldn't be, because this is somebody I really respect and like his opinion on a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I knew it wouldn't be like, she's a strong woman, so she must be a lesbian. Like, I knew no. it wouldn't be that opinion, but I was like, what's making you say that? And then he brought up really good points, like, okay, she's from a hometown that she doesn't really feel comfortable in. Hello. Uh, um, you know, hello. she's, hello. Uh, she's very, um, very, her entire character arc is revolving around reconnecting with that female friend she misses from childhood. Yes. It's yeah. like, hmm. hmm. And then the, he also brought up the way that she, like, really gravitates towards Maki and has, like, no interest in any of the men in the show. And, I was and like, even the time that you kind of see them, like, scuffle, too, that, that actually was my first indication. Yeah? Yeah, I was, I was kind of like, oh, there's... It just feels different. I don't know. I might not have clocked it. And and this is this is something that like we've talked about this ad nauseum before we started ever even started the podcast. Um, the romantic tension between like queer characters and how it's very different. Like I clocked really early the shit between Korra and Asami, and we have talked about this mm-hmm. for hours about how you didn't clock it or you don't think it was there or how it was forced. Or, not 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 forced. I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, but we were just we just had very different opinions on that. Mm-hmm. But be, but I just kept saying it's. Well, really, I just felt that was pandering personally. I, 
we're not going to do the that's video. Fine, that's fine. But we, we have different views on that. But I just, my main point is that it's always really fucking subtle. And with uh, Nobara, it's like, damn, it is really subtle. Because I really subtle. didn't think about it until somebody said it. And I was like, oh, no, that, that adds up. I really just didn't clock it. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it is. All the pieces are there. Like, yeah. Do you yeah. think if it's true, they'll ever confirm it? Confirm I don't know. Cause this, this uh, well, is... the thing is, I don't think it actually. I don't think it actually is true. It just like it may not feels be, but... nice. Yeah, I don't. Or I don't know. That's probably like the right way to say it. But like, it just like refreshing. I guess maybe. I don't know. It kind of is, and I mean, it'd be great if um, they did. That yeah, actually would be like the be... first time in like the trio of like a like the shonen trio of two boys, one girl. We never get to have the girl be a lesbian, and that would actually be kind of sick. Yeah, you know, or yeah. even be gay at all, but you know. I also really like the thing she says where she's like, you know, you know, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I love myself when I'm being strong, but I also love myself when I'm like looking cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's great. I'm like, bravo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. That's what I want. Um, yeah, she's she's cool. But yeah, I love her. Period. This is just me being a, a regular old sis dude. I just thought tomboy, like, oh, she might like boys, she might like girls, but man, she's really cool. Oh, you see, yeah. you thought she might like girls. I wasn't even. Confident. I thought she. I thought she might like both girls and guys. Mm-hmm. With that's that time that you were just saying, like, I like being tough. I like being like, you like something soft. You like something strong. Like, I see you. The 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 code the coded that she would be, I think, would be would be bi. Yeah, she probably. probably like both. Bye, if it bye, bye. The and then if we were talking <laughs> about like gender fluidity with like uh, with like economy, and yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah, maybe really. And, and I, mean, I guess she's not human, so it doesn't really. I don't know. I think it takes a lot of nuance to even do this because there's so many shows that could have done what they did with Hanami and made it wrong. Where like, like, um, like, her appearance is a very like buff dude. You think mm-hmm. from appearance, as the character speaks, but there's so many shows that could have been like, I'm a lady, ha ha ha, and could have made it like really corny and shitty. Yeah. But they never, you know, there's like yeah. the buff girl like trope or joke or whatever. Like, it's kind of corny, but it's like a thing. They do that in Hunter x Hunter a little bit. They do it a little bit in Hunter x Hunter with Biscuit. Or Biscuit. Yeah, yeah. But I still also really like that character a lot. Yeah, I, I do too. But yeah, they do kind of do it there. Okay. Yeah. But um, they, I think they wrote Hanami with a lot of nuance where like they didn't do that. And you just, you totally view her as a woman, but you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. okay. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, and it's clearly not like a major plot point because it's mostly that she's trying to kill everybody. But, you know. <laughs> right. And save the earth. Um, save the earth is great, yeah. So, I mean, I'm for it. I'm kind of see. <laughs> she's a very, it's a, she's a very poison ivy. Yeah, it's very yeah. poison ivy. I'm like, girl, she not wrong. Like, yeah, I think one down to Harley Quinn. Like, you're killing people. She's like, no, these are CEOs. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Good point. And she like, says anything one word, and she's like, I know not all y'all hate the planet, but like most you do, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like the numbers game. Like whatever. Um. Ooh. Wow. Harley Quinn. Great example. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh my gosh. They did that very well. <laughs> but also actually queer. But they're actually queer. They're not queer coded. They're just like actually queer. I was about to say straight like, up canon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which we knew. We, we, we all knew. knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, um, we know and love. So the. Uh, go for it. Terran ter- 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 Resonance? Are we going to bring that one up? Does that count? Or is that. No, just that something? counts. Okay. I think, it's, I think it's worth mentioning because, like, we've talked about it before, but, like, is it 9 and 11? What is it? 9 and the two 12. Ones? 9 and 12. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> um. Woo! Um, <laughs> nine and twelve, not September eleventh. Uh, because I was literally, I was like, "Damn, was that their name?" I, it took me a second, but you know what I did? I never forgot. I guess. Wow. 
Oh, we're gonna move on. Oh. Um, wow, we're moving on. Um, I mean, you can definitely have them queer coded because, like we said before, Lisa's just there so they won't be gay. There's or nothing else that that character does. to be gay. It's just like okay. she's a useless character. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah. Useless, it's like, but they could have definitely done it. Mm-hmm. That's what I understood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, we literally talked about this exactly on episode seven. But just let them be gay. It would have been better if they were gay. Wait, <sighs> way easier. So much better. Um, or, or even if you know, even if you don't, or, or if they just took romance out of it entirely, that's fine too. Just been buddies, like yeah, whatever. Who, who's asking for romance? No, like, I wasn't even asking for it. Right, this show is about a massive government conspiracy where two <laughs> yeah. formerly gifted kids were like, "Oh, we're formerly gifted, all right." <laughs> like, they took that trope to the max. Yeah. Gifted and handing out these hands. They said, yeah. "They said we're gonna bomb cities. We're gonna expose the government. We're gonna but expose no corruption, but we're not gonna kill anybody." Yep. Well, we're going to do this because we're that good at our job. Like, I'm like, damn, this is a dope huh, fucking finally show. not me. Wow, it's wow. Virginia this you time. That's why I turned it off. That's why I turned it off fairly. We have been here for hours, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, my alarm shows it. <laughs> well, I haven't seen anybody in a while. I had a quarantine. I know. Yeah, so Side just got over COVID. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Woo! That's why this is the second episode recorded in the same day. I'm being transparent now. Yeah. <laughs> you could have lied. I could have lied. Ah, oh, nah. Transparent. Yeah. But anyway, um, so the character that my that uh, my friend pointed out that was queer coded that he didn't like, and I didn't fully clock this, but I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. So at the end of JJK, the the wound, the guy that has like the poison blood, he was just oh, like, he was yeah. like, I think it's really. He said, and I'm quoting loosely without checking my phone. He thought it was really fucked up to have like a kind of queer coded character that's ability is a poison blood disease, and I was like, oh, see, I didn't, see, I didn't think about that either. I didn't clock oh, that at all. Up. Cause at first, shit, I didn't either. Right, because I'm actually trying to remember this character. The I character's actually, very flamboyant. I forgot He's the one was... with the blue bow tie on. Okay. I actually forgot that it was his blood that was Same. the deal. Right, because at first, because I didn't clock it at all. I thought he was maybe like kind of like a flamboyant, like kind of womanizer. I didn't. Shit, I just praised that like a few minutes. ago. No, you're fine too. Uh, I don't want you to. I don't want you to change your opinion yeah. on that because I hadn't thought about. I didn't view that character as queer, but as he says that, I'm like, oh, I kind of see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then like. To see that character's power be like poison blood, I'm like, that is really fucked up. Yeah, that is a thing. So, but was he queer? Because I thought he was being like, well, queer doesn't necessarily mean straight or gay, but I thought he was like sort of floating, flirting with Nobra a little bit. She's like, ew. Um, (laughs) But I, but obviously that character. He's kind of been coded. Yeah, like I think he's queer coded. You can be queer coded too, right? right. But it's one of those things where I'm like, damn, if this character was like straight up queer, and he's like. You know, um, a flamboyant man that was killing people with poisonous blood. That's like J.K. Rowling bad. Which, by the way, I love that Twitter is cooking her. <laughs> can As we they should. Can we take a moment? Because they're they're going back and they're talking about how like all of her characters are like extremely racist. Uh, like naming the only Asian character Cho Chang was fucked up. You know, there's like a bank scene where like there's uh, these yeah. goblins that are basically just like Jewish people that are just yeah. Been, you know, there's a black dude named. Shackleboat, some shit. Kingsley yeah. Shackleboat. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. We also like, like slavery. Wait, for real? Yeah. yeah. Everybody, it's been a thing this week where everyone's just like cooking her on Twitter, being like, "Girl, what is wrong with you?" I think she deserves it, but that's. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I obviously don't support her in any regard ever anymore because I just can't, morally speaking. But I'm not gonna let her 
ruined basically 10 years of my life because I still enjoy that world. Right. Yes. This is... And, and I know it's hard to separate the two, the oh, author or the artist from their work, but my thing is try not to let it taint it. They do it when white much. authors do it all the time. Huh? Sorry. The, Shit, Woody Allen. Well, I'm sorry. I, that's why I didn't want to interrupt you. You finish first and I'll come back. Sorry. I'm trying to find my train again. But, um... I lost my train. <laughs> I did. But, like, like it, it's it's hard. And, yeah, you can go ahead and, like, throw away her books or burn them, which I... You already paid for You already consumed the but, media. But, yeah, you already, you already consumed paid for it. Them. It's already in the memory banks unless you get a bottom here. Let's get the Mr. Krabs special. <laughs> Once again. That man was discombobulated. It, it's, I mean, knowing now what we know... You could put that framework on and be like, huh, yeah, that could be messed up. But when you're eight, you don't know this. Hell no, we were kids. Yeah, you're a kid, teen, whatever. Like, you're not thinking about it that way. Like, the bank scene, I didn't even know about. Because I, I only watched a couple of the movies. I didn't fully dive into Harry Potter. I know so many people did. I just it's, I was just like, that's kind of cool. I just kind of came in and out of it. But John Stewart had pointed out the, the scene with the, quote, goblins. bank goblins. Who is, and he's obviously Jewish. But, like... When he said he was watching that movie live in the theater, and he was looking around like, are people not going to react to this? Because, like, he got it immediately. But, like, it didn't become a thing to talk about, like, the way that she wrote her characters. Especially now with how anti-trans she is. But, like, people, it didn't really become a thing in the conversation to like, extremely recently. Like, within the past few months. Yeah, because her fan base were young when it first came out. It was YA. It was for children to, and teens to consume and then grow with. But, like, we didn't... Because, like, the meat of the story doesn't revolve around, like, well, I hope, I hope the meat of the story doesn't revolve around, like, you know, ethno-stereotypes or anything, right? No. Like, no. no. There's, the whole, the plot's not about that. The irony of all of it is there's an allegory of World War Two mm-hmm. in this world. So the fact that she basically has Voldemort being a Nazi, i.e. Hitler, and being out here being hateful to groups of people is very <laughs> flummoxing, I should say. You know what? One great word of the day. Flummoxing. <laughs> word uh, of the day is flummoxed. Flummoxing. I don't know. Flummoxed. Flummoxed. It's just. We'll call I'm that. Sorry. That'll be the. That'll be the title. That's fun. Yeah. That'll be this week. It's flummoxed. I mean, the whole thing with him is he's a half and half. Uh, you know, muggle slash wizard, and he doesn't like his muggle side, and he wants all everyone to be purebred huh? and. Mm. You know, keep the muggles or mudbloods, as they call them, because it's a slur. Which happens if nigga didn't have a nose? Huh? Which happens if nigga didn't get the nose? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was it like two physical halves and they just like met at the nose and said, fuck it? Like, I never found out why he didn't have a nose. Because he, he's not human anymore. When he came back, he... Oh, that's the wizard side. Yeah. That's what happens when, you, when you're not human anymore, you just lose your nose. That's, that's it? And he looks kind of snake-ish like. He's not human. The guy was like, I got your nose. <laughs> you can go down to Dr. Miami and get that fixed up, though. You can get a, you can get a BBO while you're at it. Like, you're not a wizard by it. You can, you can go ahead and get Michael Jackson's old nose. It's still fresh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was super mean. <laughs> right, it's, it's still... It's probably just like a skeleton with his nose on it. This is extremely problematic. Damn. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, I don't but have yeah. any more Twitter photos. But it's, it is funny, though, that that's how that character is supposed to be represented. And then you see J.K. Rowling herself being, di- right. honestly, just you're really right. aligning with Went a lot of through, Nazi views. You know, you know what your country's gone through, so why? Why? Yeah, all y'all stole everybody's shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ain't so, used a spice yet. Ain't used a spice yet. Beans on toast. You know what? This is about to get 
Never mind. Okay. We're going to stop there. I know, so to go back to what you were saying about separating like the artist for the author from their work, it's funny when these artists nowadays are saying, oh, well, example, Kanye and R. Kelly. <laughs> and there's a difference between I know, I know. Because R. Kelly, there's no chance. And that, hold on, that, that's actually kind of the point I'm making. Like, if you can separate one artist. Ooh, shoot, excuse me. Damn, that's nasty. Um, that was? Chipotle is fucking you up, bro. Uh, that Skyline is fucking me up. I had Scott, they, they ran out of food at Chipotle. Oh, right. Chipotle ran out of everything. She literally got the last everything. I was like, like, wow. I guess I don't get Chipotle. Cut That's fine. Yes. Oh, but no. Um, about yeah. people separating the artist or the author from their work. They do it all the time with white authors. Uh, J.R. Blah, 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 blah. J.R. R. R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien. They separate him from his work. Wasn't he racist? H.P. Lovecraft, I don't think was. No, no, no H.P. Lovecraft. Okay, yes, H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, Lovecraft. Woo! I was like, Tolkien, Tolkien was, don't get that shit on Tolkien. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm actually really happy we got, like. Uh, Lovecraft, though, yes. Lovecraft. I'm happy we ended up with Lovecraft Country, which was a black-focused show that yes, focused on I racism. I thought that was the best. They leaned into it. They were like, oh, this nigga was, we're going into his world, and his world was mad racist. So, yeah. like, they leaned into it. So like, but it's like, it's interesting we can lean away from those kind of authors, but when it's other authors or other people or entertainers, I'm like, oh no, we should all we should all just collectively shame them and let these other people get a pass. Not to say that they got a pass per se. Um, God damn it, I had it better in my head. I hate it when this happens. You're- Long and short of it, I feel like it's good that these authors, these artists are being called out now. Let's still call out the other people before them and the ones that are out there that are just sitting there vibing like, hope nobody look over at me. Hope nobody look over at me because damn, I'm fucked. Somebody look over at me. Hope nobody, let's look at them. Let's look at these people. Well, let's, let's here's the thing. Too. I think severity matters because like, Say we want to talk about R. Kelly. What he's mm. done is aberrant, and there's no chance to recover from what he's done. And then Kanye, who was probably the artist I would separate from an art, and that is super complicated and nuanced. Like, I'm not saying Kanye hasn't done shitty shit, but, like, yeah. the severity difference oh, no, is what he's done and what R. Kelly did, but now, massively so different. There, you know? here's, here's a different interesting right here. What they should and could do since he's in jail now, any proceeds or profit. <laughs> jail tonight. For real? It is. That, that Jesus. Is. Uh, he walks. But since he, uh, <laughs> well, since he's in jail, not any profits from his music, his industry, his record, or anything should go to his victims. That's how Ooh, he turned out. Ooh, I agree with that. They're but saying like, he's broke, but allegedly, but. That's fine, be broke. Well, all future revenue that you would get, but you ain't because you're never going to be free again, we're going to give to your victims out. If you reverse the revenue stream on something like that, that's actually an interesting take because, like, if, because you know what? Okay. That's, I hate to say it, that's what it feels like it comes down to. Is it's about the money. You don't want him to keep getting money and profiting off of these things. You want him to be punished, which is a good thing. But okay, let's take the money aspect out of it. Let's flip it. Now that they're not getting their money, is it now easier for you to separate the artist from their work? Me personally, mm. it would be. There's a lot of emotional connection to some of those songs growing up, too. I'm not going to, I believe I can, I'm going to, if that comes on, I'm singing along with it. I'm not going to be happy with myself, but I'm <laughs> going to sing. I, that was, well, here's the thing. That was a, that was, that was a, Hell of a song. It was, and I sang it in choir. We all did. Yep. Um, but like, it, it ain't in my, it ain't in my rotation. No, like, no my taste not. has evolved. But yeah. um, I, I respect it. It was a huge banger. It was a yeah. big ballad. When it is Space Jam, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the good one. The good. Uh, what was I? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see the second one. Um, damn it! Now I lost my train. Choo choo. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh. Oh, I remember, I remember. I remember. I remember. Okay. So. The problem with R. Kelly specifically is like all those romantic songs, you can now just be like, are you singing about an adult woman or an eighth grader? 
<laughs> like, you don't really know. I'm going to say an adult woman because that's what I'm thinking of when I hear the song. That ain't what he's thinking of. I don't like, want to know what he's thinking of. I know what I'm thinking of. You know, so, I don't know. But my, if we had to do our, it's a fun topic. Can you separate the art? art it's called from Death of an Arthur. That's the term. Is that the term for yes. it? Okay. Okay. Um, if I, I had to. I just a meme about J.K. <laughs> J. Rowling's Chinese movie, and it's very funny. Oh, I'm sure. You should share that on our Instagram, too, then. I'll, I'll, Take I'll it to the episode. Yeah, um, I'll send it to you. <laughs> so, I assume that we all have a, a, some kind of media that we separate from a problematic. And that's that's Mark not really Jackson. an encompassing enough term for this, but like a fucked up, we'll say a fucked up creator. <laughs> Mine, Excuse me, I'm sorry. by default, would have to be Kanye West. And I'll explain in that at the beginning, and this isn't even uh, me going into my music nerd standpoint of old Kanye versus new Kanye, because I actually kind of gathered some of these thoughts last night randomly. But like, I liked his old albums not because they were definitively better than the new albums. I just liked them a lot because A, they were really good, but also the time of my life when I was listening to them, they were very influential. Mm-hmm. So when I was like in like high school and ready to go to college, getting ready to go to college and all his first three albums are all about college. You know, there's late registration, college dropout and there's graduation, wait, college dropout, then late registration, then graduation. I said it in the wrong order, but like there was some of his music that just really touched me that still does to this day. Like, um, one of my favorite songs on the planet is a Kanye West song called everything I am. And the whole message of the song is that, like, there's all these people that have all these expectations of who he should be and what he's supposed to be. But the the chorus goes, everything I'm not made me everything I am. Mm -hmm. And it's about, like, finding yourself and understanding that you're still a complete person. You still have all these things to offer, even if it's not the exact expectations that are thrust upon you by society or your family or your friends and all this shit. And me being in the closet at the time, especially like, you know, there's all kinds of expectations of what I'm supposed to be, what a man is, what I'm supposed to do. Um, Especially when I didn't have that big of a friend circle in high school, it was like kind of small. And I definitely didn't have like, I definitely didn't have the friend network that I have now that's, you know, so diverse and fun and, you know, also mostly pretty queer, but not, I think mostly, you know, a, a decent amount of queer people are also in it and all this other shit. But like, I didn't have that community at the time of that song. I felt very alone. I had nobody to talk to. I didn't come out till I was like, 20-ish. Like, it took a long time for me to even start expressing those thoughts to anybody. So to hear this song, which was unrelated to that, but it was about finding yourself and figuring out who you are and making sure that you're okay with who you are, even though you're not who other people want you to be, that meant a lot to me. That meant a fuck ton to me. And there's a couple other songs he has that are, like, meaningful to me. Not as meaningful as that specific song, but that meant a lot to me. So fast forward to the future and musical taste changing. That doesn't bother me as much because like his sound does move with the times and overall, even though Jesus King was trash, but overall he has made a lot of really interesting, influential music for a lot of artists and his sound has changed whether it be for the better or the worse, who knows? But the fact that you can continue to grow your sound after 15 years is something to admire period. Like there's still like Donda, giant album um you know there's you know there's some songs i like there's plenty i didn't there's a lot of fodder on there but the fact that he's delivering all these different styles like kanye going from like soul beats and you know soul samples and kind of like r&b shit and then moving into like chicago drill shit like now and like doing all this 
kind of shit that you'd hear from like uh, like Playboy Cardi and Lil Uzi Vert also featuring them on his album. You know, shit like that. Like him getting Griselda and new artists and all this other shit. Like the fact that he can grow as an artist that much is admirable. So he's very talented. But yeah, of course, Slavery Was a Choice was a terrible statement. Kanye for president was a terrible art. And there's plenty of shit that he said that does not align with who I am anymore. But I'm not going to pretend that some of the music he didn't make did not directly influence my fucking life. The same way Harry Potter has directly influenced your fucking life, you know? So it's it's kind of, it's it's hard. It's complicated. I don't know. It is. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is one that I've had to do the same thing for. Yeah. And luckily the fan base, or like the, throughout history, have kind of severed it and made it their own thing, uh, which I think has really helped kind of push him out of... <laughs> what he created and Good. they really took this took that world and it made it it's it made it like their own thing so that's how i'm able to kind of that's, still enjoy the world that he made despite the fact that he was a dirty fucking right <laughs> with uh Wait, the I, craziest I, cat name the wildest cat name that's ever existed uh yeah yeah mr he had a black cat Name mm-hmm. Mr. Something, right? Mr. Niggerman. Ah, okay. There something like that. It was like... It was like that. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. You don't. I will. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, looked over at me and I'm like, well, I would well, so you, you started the sentence and I was just like, I am fascinated to see where we go from here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... God. But it sounds like, okay, so they fully just cut him out of his own works. And that sounds like the same thing. It helps that he's dead. Well, he's dead, too. It does help that he's dead. Um, But I imagine that's what the Harry Potter community is doing, too, right? It varies. I mean, when it all broke out in 2020, there was so much. She won't shut her fucking mouth. She she is quintuple down. There was so much in 2020 that I was trying to digest and process and just feel not negative. But um, when it all broke out and she's on Twitter, I'm just like, huh. And then it just spiraled. You're like, what's happening? This is the hill you want to die on. And it's one of those things where I already bought the books. I have a DVD, you know, blah, blah, blah. I got merch. We went to Orlando, not even like two years before that, to go to the Harry Potter World. Wizard Which was World. fucking And it was awesome. an incredible experience. I bet it was really fun. It was really fun. You got the geek out. Did you try a butterbeer? Yes. What's it, it taste like? It's not bad. I'm fascinated bad. to know what it tastes like. Butterscotch flavored soda. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh, it's not alcoholic? No. no. Oh, no. my? Uh, you, can, you can get it alcoholic, get it alcoholic but alcoholic. it's not alcoholic in there. Oh, because my ass is like, I'm trying to turn it up. There are like miners <laughs> drinking that and then and three broomsticks. Anyway. Like, I am I'm, not I'm, trying I'm, to turn it up. <laughs> they better not. You could get it alcoholic, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it, it's one of those things where I've had to, over the years, cut mental space from problematic or just... I don't know, like, it's one of those things where I try not to put celebrities on a high pedestal in general, even if I admire them or their work mm-hmm. or et cetera. And, like, I've been impacted by anime and music and art and just all things, all the things. But it's one of those things where, in her case, I still like the world itself. I still like the characters. Hermione is still one of my favorite characters, to be honest with you. But it's one of those things where it is hard in a sense of, it is tainted now, in a way. Yeah. Like, you can't go forward knowing... you. Well, some people can. I don't know how they do it. But I can't go forward knowing what I know and just, like, I'm going to buy HP merch because she has, like, so much say-so in her IP and she gets so much money mm-hmm. off of that. That money, therefore, can go into different campaigns and things like that to further, you know, the agenda that trans people are not, you know, 
you you know her stance on that and so it does kind of spiral into each other of yeah you can like still support them and not think about it but that money later later goes into things that can you know be detrimental to a group of people yeah, and that's, like that's the Chick Fil A argument. It's the right? whole Chick Fil A thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, whatever. I'm gonna eat the sandwich. Like, you can. I'm not gonna stop you. No. But the money's still being funneled into things that are very, very, very horrific. Are they still uh, supporting genocide in South Africa? Yes, actively. Yes, yes. actively. Yes. This is public actively. knowledge. People just want to know it because they want a freaking chicken sandwich with pickles on it. I don't understand it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot. Popeyes is right there. <laughs> that's. Uh... Right We're gonna there. get so much slander for this one. This for other people. I cannot stand pickles on the chicken sandwich. I can't stand I can't it. I, I fucking. Hate I do it. like pickles on a chicken sandwich, but I whatever. I think it's absolutely disgusting. I I personally feel that it ruins it, no matter what the. Do you like is. pickles on anything? No. Very few things, and it has to be the Velastic butter pickles or the sweet pickles. I those are the ones I eat the least. Those are the only ones that are acceptable. Any my, restaurant that sells the fried pickles, call me. I am. Oh, it's not on your yes. sandwich though, is it? Or any—I—I I, I just like pickles. Period. I was never—I was oh, rarely the kid. Dill pickles are probably the most disgusting ones of all. I can't—I can't—I can't. The ones that come in the bucket. Yep. I fuck the pickles. Old bucket pickles. That's what I like. Bucket. Can excuse me? Can I get a bucket of pickles? They come in that big old white bucket. Like yeah. 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 Remember that dude? In, remember that dude? It was that old story of that person on the bus who just had like a whole fucking oh, yeah. pickle in his <laughs> mouth. Like think he got a dickle in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he swallowed that thing fucking hard. Oh God, <laughs> damn, dude! Your boyfriend and husband must love that's a lot you. Of, that's a lot of fucking vinegar. I was just cut it there. Oh, <laughs> but I do like pickles. I love that we're going. We went from like welcome the to show chumps, where we're going to talk about how much we like pickles and whether or not you should be chicken sandwiches. The answer is no. The answer is no. <laughs> You're gonna learn a lot about yourself. I don't think that's we, a good... we have to pivot because I was getting depressed again. That's also, and that's why I'm trying to make the pivot. This is a good way to get to know about yourself. Hey, what did y'all other... to pickles? Oh no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no that's the pivot here. I'm, I, it's failed now, but it's fine. Oh. Anime personnel is what you're most like. I said off mic oh. that it's kind of more so for. Wasn't ready for this one. Well, well you go west. No, I'm not. I'm nothing. I'm <laughs> visit again later when you have something. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Is that okay with you? Because uh, I'm going to bring it up again because I've got more to say on it, but I don't, I don't think we have the time for it. Uh, the two I thought of was Sokka, and I know we talked about it off mic, but I do feel like I am quote-unquote regular, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, he's feeling like he's in the background, which is fine. And I say that because my friends are also have, and my wife, of course, who's also my friend, you guys have all these loud, not loud, but like big personalities that I like, and it's like, you know what? This is cool. I like this. I'm going to stay in the background and just enjoy my friend's company. And then it kind of rolled into, um, God damn it, I have his face. Bolin? Bolin, yeah. But that that one's kind of biased because I, I feel like I have his optimism. But also, like, I'm very jealous. I, the body type he has is the body type I'm going for. They're almost done. Almost. I know. I'd I be looking at my pecs in the mirror like, oh, my God, I got actual. Look at, look at that shit. Look at that shit. Oh, girl, I think my pecs getting big. Yes. <laughs> Well, no, Bust like, it. That's you right now. Yes. And I don't know. I feel like Bolin is a good representation to me because I'm, I'm the youngest of my brothers. As you all know, I come from a large family. Or if you don't know, he's part of a, uh, a litter. Rude. <laughs> I'm the second youngest of 12. Uh, there's six boys, six girls. I'm the youngest boy, second youngest in the family. So I kind of relate to Mako. Oh, wow, wow. Relate to Bolin there being you the youngest one. <laughs> In the family, have always having your big brother around to help, which is nice. Don't get me wrong; it's fucking great having older siblings now. Not so much when you're kids, but you know, kids are kids, kids are shit. But um, you know, 
but they can be shitty to each other. And that's just is what it is. But now as an adult, like I, I really wish they explored that dynamic of Mako and Bolin being brothers and adults more in core. You know, they really did kind of just write, you're kind of spitting because like Mm -hmm. they don't really get into their sibling relationship that much. Even when they're like sort of on opposite sides when Mm -hmm. it comes to season four, Mm -hmm. they're not like hard opposites, but they both just kind of, their goals have just kind of shifted a little Mm -hmm. bit. You're right. I would also have liked to see more of that. That that would have been. We don't see it enough. No, I, no. I think if that had been done, that could have grown Mako's character. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. Bolin, I was. I, I, I enjoyed his character. Say what? I feel like they did Bolin dirty. I I enjoyed Bolin's character. I did, but I still feel like they did him dirty. Okay, that's fair. But Mako, they didn't really give him that much room to grow. Even it was harder. more just like him dirty harder. It was just like who is his dick nearest at the time per season, and then once it wasn't near anyone that I cared about, he wasn't really doing that much. He was, a, he was a cop. We're like, boo. <laughs> like, but, um, but yeah, if they had actually explored their sibling dynamic, yeah, you're kind of right. That would have been a good angle. Cause, and and you, you know what? Because they did it with Lynn and Sue. Yeah. They explored it very well with those two. Mm-hmm. And then you have two of your main four people, and they're just like, they're brothers. <laughs> They're happy, they're not singing, they might be covered. They are. <laughs> they're not white. White. <laughs> this is true. They're not white. There's no white in Avatar. That's true, they are colored. Nice. Um, but yeah, and it it could have been a little, huh, it could have been a little heavy-handed just because they did it so much with Lynn and Sue, but it's definitely a missed opportunity where they could have done that with Bolin and Mom. I mean, the fact that they have two different elements is mm-hmm. already interesting. That's very when interesting, When they actually. introduced the characters before the season even came out, I was like, one does, fire, you know, one bends fire, one bends earth. I'm like, how? The hell? You better have a parent yeah. on it with each one. Yeah. They have still never explained the genetics aspect of Avatar. I was like, ever. They, they had different moms, different dads. Like, how did that? Because work? over time, you're gonna mix enough where like everyone has a little bit of something. I, 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 I actually so. I actually thought I don't remember anymore. I thought they weren't blood brothers though. I thought they were like. I think I thought they were adopted, but they were something. brothers in the same adoption center. Didn't they meet or their brothers family? in the same adoption yeah. center or something? Did they no, they family? met their family in like season three. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even remember that. Okay. They had a extended family they met in the Earth Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, I okay. don't remember that at all. They have a really big family. They touched on it for all the two. They had like cousins seconds. and all kinds oh, of Oh no, you're right. They did they I met remember the grandma. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, so where are their parents? I don't even know our old friends was just like, how does this work? But I don't know. Wait, but, how are they orphans in a giant extended family? That's fucked. Well, there's no mom and there's no dad. They if you don't streets. know, but if you don't know how to find your family, you don't know how to find your family. You're an orphan. You're an orphan twice. But then one, because your parents are dead, and two, you don't know how to find your family. But then, like, what elder family members were in that room that didn't adopt them, though? Because, like, if you said there's a grandma, and I think there was a grandma, like, well, if you're in two different states or cities, you might not know until it's too late. So you think she's she wouldn't know her kids had kids? No, didn't. They may have not known that they died until later. Technology was still moving. I don't remember who they did this. I don't know. But That's the fine. fact that names, they already did the sibling dynamic. It's interesting. They did the sim- sibling dynamic with Katara and Sokka and Zuko and Azula really well in Avatar, the original. Yeah, both of those. But then we get to Korra and they kind of had a missed opportunity with Bola and Mako. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They still did it well with Lin and Sue, but yeah. yeah, yeah but you had to go to like season what? Three? Three? Because you don't even you don't even know she's really you don't even know she exists actually till season three because they don't even mention her name. Nope. Like she says, my sister, and I was like, who, you're who? You got a sibling? All right. Because well, she makes it a point not to talk about her too. Though. Well, yeah. But yeah, but as the viewer, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what? Okay. Huh? You have a sibling? Uh, yes. Well, those are my two characters that I think I'm most like. Um, neither of mine are from an anime, but my two. Well, that's why I didn't want to move the chair. 
would definitely be Huey Freeman from the Boondocks, which I know is silly at the surface. It's honorable mention anime. Sure, like, honorable it, HM anime. Yeah, it's like influence. It should be an anime, but it's not just because mm-hmm. of technical. Reasons. It is also very literally animated in, in Asia. So yes, you know. yeah. Um, so they're yeah, pretty. I mean, so was Batman. Pretty, but no, a lot of our shows are animated. That's yeah. a slippery slope. Yes. Okay. Fine. But either way, <laughs> but obviously anime influences are all throughout the show anyway, just like yes. Avatar. So mm-hmm. we'll just, you're you're an anime cousin. How about that? We'll yeah. Just, you're a cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cousin. You, know, you, you you and the family go get a plate. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Huey Freeman's whole thing. Obviously, one, the Boondocks is a hilarious fucking show. I don't know how it, or if we'll ever get season five because John Witherspoon passed away, and that makes me really sad. Who's the voice of Granddad? Mm-hmm. I don't know where they'll go from His there. His son sounds exactly like him, so they still can cast that nigga. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I hope they cast that nigga. But more importantly, Huey, he's really smart. And this isn't me being like, I'm really smart too. It's not necessarily me being like that egotistical, but like, he's a very intelligent character, and he's surrounded by people. Where he is talking to them as calmly and with as much logic as he can put in their it's faces. eyes and ears work. As possible. Well. He's also very, you know, obviously, you know, he's a revolutionary. You know, he's very well-read and very well-informed about how fucked the country is. And he's constantly trying to, like, explain that shit to people. And it's always falling on deaf ears. But even in the outside of, like, the political aspects of Huey Freeman that I align with, like, the whole, the way, when I was younger, I grew up pretty close to one of my cousins. And it was a very similar to the Huey Riley dynamic. It was really fucking similar, actually. Where, like, my cousin would be doing some dumb shit. I'm like, excuse me, I don't think that's a good idea. He's like, shut up. I'm like, okay. Hi, nigga. Oh, I broke my collarbone. Like, I told you, nigga. Like, like, but, like, shit like that would happen all the time. Where I'm like, can you please use common sense in the situation and just listen real quick? And it would just fall on deaf ears and everybody around him would just ignore him. And I was like, Okay. But yeah, I can't believe this happened. Really, you can't believe this happened. <laughs> but I, but the whole, I'm like, I told you, like that whole aspect of like character where like all the logic and common sense is falling on deaf ears is just that was really relatable. I'm well overdue to get a Huey Freeman tattoo, and then mm. the other character uh, would be Wallace Wells from Scott Pilgrim. Blah blah blah. I've talked about it before, but like, um, you know, he was like a fun, charismatic, gay character that had you know straight friends and they got to live his life and you know you know be romantically involved with people and have fun and go to clubs and all this shit and at the time when i was in the closet i was like oh i did not get to do that i thought i'd never get to like live my life like i didn't i genuinely didn't think that was possible because it had never been represented for me before so he's also a hoe and i was like oh okay bet so you know adopted that part too (laughs) so um yeah so the two fictional characters i would say i'm the most like probably those two Okay. Also, Scott Pilgrim is getting an anime. I heard! I meant to bring this up! <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah. That's pretty exciting. That's going to make a fucking awesome anime. But let me dial my woo down because Netflix is producing this anime. Ah, uh, so like, yeah. Woo. That's so, so, woo. Ooh. Woo. 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 We'll see. But, I like mean. what happens. <laughs> but I love that series. And there were some people that said they didn't like the way the live action went down. I do think the comic books were better, which. Of course, anyone that's ever read anything that turned into anything, they say that. But the comic books, they explore more. And there's actually more queer characters in the comic books, too. Uh, because uh, Steven, who's in the band with Scott, he, he ends up, at like the last ten pages of the panel, he ends up dating uh, one of Wallace's friends. And we're all just like, oh, shit. You know, we didn't know. But, yeah. um, but again, it's never like a major plot point where anyone's like disgusted or shocked that anyone's queer. They're just like, oh, I didn't know that. And they just get to go about the day. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, Huey Freeman and Wallace Wells would be my two. Kieran, I think you're going to... We talked about this a little bit. I think you kind of want to stew on us a little further, right? Yeah, I, I really don't know. So, like, we just brought this question up, like, 
not very long before we started recording this, and I, like, really, honestly, just do not know. <laughs> and so I, I need, like, to time to, like, actually think about that. Um, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, Virginia, who are your two? And I bet I know one of them. Eh. I'm confident in one of them. I don't know who the other one is. I had them all over a little bit when I saw your question in the doc, but it's, it's going to go back, back, but it's going to go back to Digimon, where... Oh? Yes. Uh, there's two characters, actually, that was kind of a hodgepodge of me, in a way. Uh, Sora and Joe, actually, from the original series. Joe is the, he tries to be the responsible one, and he's kind of pragmatic, a little pessimistic, but he's, well, I wouldn't even say pessimistic, he's like a realist, like, mm-hmm. hey, we need to gather, like, things that we need, we need to, you know, like, have a plan of action, and stuff like that, and he is That's a little whiny in the beginning of the series, but he, like, matures, obviously, like they all do later, but it's one of those things where I feel like I have to be responsible, like, where... I didn't even drink till I was like 22, 23 because I wanted to make sure my friends were good because everyone else was like, Arr! so I'm just like, what did I make you, sure I we, good? I know everybody <laughs> that you've drank around and you're right. Everybody, <laughs> in, everybody in your life was fucking wild. <laughs> Myself included, depending on the day. So y'all good. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let, let me not do so much. Cause you know, and then Sora, yeah. she, she's all, she's a people pleaser. Sora mm-hmm. will put the needs of everyone before her own. She did it with her mom. She did it with her friends, uh, you know. And she tries. She tries kind of like a mom in a group, quote unquote. I don't like that phrase really, but that's the best way to say it. Where she tries to just her and Joe are kind of compatible in that way. Not that I ship them, but they're compatible in that way where they try to take care of the group at large. They're not selfish. They're like really selfless, and they try to just. They're like the glue that kind of holds it together. Mm-hmm. I know people argue that Tai Chi and Yamato would be the ones that hold them together, but not really. Those two are always they're fighting to be. The, yeah, they're always fighting to be the leader of the group. And I want to take charge, but they don't really have a plan. They don't have anything. They don't have just basic common sense of like what they need. You know, we're all kids. Granted, some younger than some, but it's one of those things where it's like let's think it more practical. Like we need shelter, we need food, we need mm-hmm. you know just provisions and stuff like that. So, those would be the two, right offhand. Um, but as I got older, I kind of relate more to no-nonsense characters I would like to be. Okay. Who's somebody you would... Who's a good no-nonsense character that you think you would like to be right Izumi now? Izumi from Full Metal Alchemist. Fan... Fucking great answer. Yeah. Good answer, good answer. I am working towards that goal of just, like, I care, but I cannot care. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's... That's... I, yeah, ooh. That's good. That's so admirable, actually. <laughs> Be like, look, I understand what's going on, but that shit ain't. My name is Emmett, and I'm not in it. I like that a lot. And that's my pro- part of my problem is that I've always thought of these characters that I would like, that I like, want to be like, and I, that I, to the point where I don't know of any that are actually like me. <laughs> like, like I've n- literally never even given a thought to that. Mm. So, okay. I'm trying to think of a character that would be like you, and it's hard. Because you're so unique. Oh. Mm. But I really, I'm really off the top of my head. I'm like, damn. I really can't think of any. Yeah. Also, my one of my two, I, I swore you're gonna go with Daria. <laughs> I really thought you were going with Daria. Oh, I did I too. Mean, actually. actually, no. Fun fact, I relate more to Jane. Yep. Actually, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, artsy kind of care, not really sarcastic. I mean, the main too. thing you got in common with Daria is the books. Really the main thing I got in common with Daria is really just like to read. 
Yeah, you're way more. You're way more of a creative than Daria. Yeah, more. I'm like a hot little bit of Jody, teeny bit, but more Jane than anybody in that series. Where's the Jody show, by the way? Where the Jane and Jody supposed to get their spinoff, and we don't know where that is. When we don't know. I'm here for it. Because uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is supposed to voice Jody. Right. And I'm like, and I'm okay. Ready. And they're adults, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like years past and whatnot. Yeah. Let me see. Well, that's crazy. That I, I'm fine with Jody being the lead, but damn, Daria's an amazing character. Yeah. I hope she's around. It's her yeah. universe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Suddenly, it's the King of the Hill universe mixed with the Beavis and Butthead universe. I, speaking yeah. of Beavis and Butthead, damn. did you see that <laughs> they're actually going to get a series of adults? I'm Mike, not watching Mike Judge announced it. That they're going to. You know what? How about you bring back King of the Hill instead? But, 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 but. <laughs> Do we not trust Mike Judge? I never said adult. I still say just bring back King of the Hill instead. If there was one to bring back, King of the Hill would be the one to bring back. Okay, yeah. I, Beavis and Butthead is lowest on the list, yeah. But, like, I, I respect Mike Judge's pen. Like, I imagine. I never watched that series, and I'm not watching them as adults. There are very funny. It moments. did not age well. Probably not. There was there were some funny moments actually. I remember one random episode of Beavis and Butthead where like they were with a homeless dude and they saw him getting changed and they were like, I want change and they were trying to figure out how to do it. And like the homeless dude kept giving them tips on how to get change from people and they would get it, but the homeless dude kept stealing all the tips and it was so funny how he would do it. So like they both did what he said and like went out there and got their cups full and he just took them both was like, No, no, you didn't do it right. But like he's like just adding the money in their cups into his cups like you guys are idiots. You didn't do it right. But he's just stealing their money. It's so it's so fucking funny. Were they high? No, no they, 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 I think they, they were sober. They were just stupid. They're very stupid. Uh, One of my favorite lines on Beavis and Butthead, they're drinking old duel's beer. And the cop cats are like, hey, catch you guys. You got to see your ABC's uh, backwards. Uh, a, uh, B. He's like, wait, <laughs> this ain't even alcohol. You're not drunk. You're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was gold. That's funny. Did they think they were drunk? Yes, duels? they did. Oh, my God. That's so good. They drank like six a piece. He's like, wait, wow. you two aren't drunk. You're just stupid. He walks away. <laughs> a- that's not that Damn. unrealistic either, because like you, oh. I mean, what can you do? Placebo like effect. Yeah, there's like a TikTok. I mean, it happens all the time the placebo effect. But there was a TikTok where like this girl, she brought her husband all these drinks, but they weren't spiked. But she made him think they were. So she films one on the fourth one. He's all like, Ugh. and she's just like this stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be like that. Red Bull still makes you feel drunk because I had way too many Red Bull vodkas in my life, uh. so I can't drink Red Bull without feeling drunk anymore. Yeah, it is. It's a weird psycho. Because psycho... if I have it, I'm supposed to be drunk. Oh, we did that yeah. And going balls to the wall at the clear. Um, <laughs> but, um, well, gang, we're at about an hour 30 almost. Oh, wow. So look at us. I know. <laughs> so it's, go but it's good cool to reconnect because we literally, the the world ended. Like we, we I had COVID. Ended. You were out of the state. Yeah, everything, the holidays everything were happening. Us from getting together. It so. was very hard to get together. That's nice he said their lives would be an interest when we were just sitting at home. I mean, I well, I don't know what. No, no, no. Well, I don't know what. I don't know what you all did. I don't know what chaotic things. I was for like two weeks. Uh-huh. I was chilling, binging Demon Slayer. By the way, no, we're boring. I am kind of. I'm not saying you're boring. What? I just don't yeah, know what yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying you don't watch TV. See, that's why I'm saying regular. Okay, and Virginia says she watched TV. And what did you do, Lamar? I went to work. Nigga, that's boring shit. You, you, how you gonna, how you gonna come over here like you don't know what we did? I'm like, oh shit, what'd you do? He's like, I. Went to my job. I went to work. I got new glasses. No one noticed. I like them. I just didn't say I like your glasses, but I do like your glasses. Thank you. I do. I got safety glasses too, so I got a bad bag. I'm sorry. I don't notice shit. It's fine. It's. I I did it so it wouldn't be noticed. It's a very subtle change. I kept looking at them all night because I was like, they look like. 
they're great. <laughs> Me too. But I, but then I always doubt myself. I'm like, no, no, I can't. Oh no, that's probably nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, so I just it's fine. I literally was just like, I like those glasses, but it didn't process. These are new glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know it's and fun. and 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 I didn't work a weekend in about a month now. Good for hey, you. Look Rest at this guy is important. Taking his weekends. If you go back to him, I get it. But like, oh, yeah, I'm going back to this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't have to get. We don't have to get. So we even though this has been a very special personal episode, you mm-hmm. know, uh, which I'm grateful for. I've really got feel like we got some good sharing done today. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to get like your finances and shit. But yeah, no, I, I need money. money. Like that's all it is. I need yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, just we don't know. need money. Yes, make sure you don't die. That's what was, it was uh, money. Yes. How how said my nigga I need money. That's me. I need money. The dude that had the goals that said I need money. But, yes, that's me. Cool. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I need money. Yes. Speaking of money. Um, if you would like to support the Shout Chumps podcast, hey, hey. at the bottom of the uh, description of every episode, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, or third service, um, there will always be a link that links to our anchor where you can choose if you would be so kind, if you would like to, to be a monthly subscriber. And again, all that stuff funds us getting better equipment, paying for Adobe, and you know, getting to hell, even maybe even travel to like cons and shit and get more experiences to like share with you guys. Mm-hmm. But also, if you like us. Help. Um, <laughs> help. Help. Uh, what was I saying? I need money. <laughs> and again. We need money too. We shouted them out of the, the, this is full transparency. This is a part two. We're doing two in one day. Um, but we shouted them out of the beginning of the last episode. Uh, Jimmy and David, again, we're very, very thankful for you really guys. Um, you yeah. were a milestone for us. You were the first people to sub. I didn't even recognize that subbing was an option. I was like, oh shit. And I like, set that up. But uh, I appreciate you all for helping us out. Like, those donations are going to go really far. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful. I get to eat. We get to eat. <laughs> and and we get to spend money on our cats. Yeah. There's three cats. cats between us, all right? Yeah. And they're cute. Cats. They're cute as fuck. So, y'all don't even. If you, no. if you want our cats to live it up, you know. But also, so we can get better audio equipment. That's our yeah, number it, one. It's one. actually really for audio equipment. It's <laughs> mostly audio equipment. We have picked out what we want. We just need to. It's not really going to feed our cats. No. Maybe someday. Anyway, um, <laughs> anything else you want to get into today? I mean, we're, we're good to wrap, but I mean, any final words, anybody? No. All right. I'm well, good. All right, guys. Anyway, chumps out, y'all. Yeah. Chumps out. No soundboard oh, today. Sorry, <laughs> no soundboard. Add them in later. Yeah, there you go. See you in the hood now, baby. With gusto. Who's the captain? Who's the captain?